I think this montage from the Daily Wire says it all about what's happening in this country right now. And any introduction that I come up with is going to be short. Let's listen. The anti-COVID-19 Volunteer Drone Task Force. Please maintain a social distance of at least six feet. I don't feel protected at all. I feel that my rights have been completely removed. My children's rights, the world that I am raising my children in has been completely changed. This large gathering is also a public health violation. So at this point, I'm gonna ask you all to disperse. If you do not disperse, you will be subject to a physical arrest. Where's the Constitution? If you do not leave, you will be arrested. Constitution! Let's go, let's go! a dad for throwing a ball to his daughter in a park of about, I don't know, 30, 40 acres. Apparently that is not allowed by Brighton. She's like, Daddy, I don't want you to get arrested. And, and you know, at this point, I'm thinking there's no way they're going to arrest me. You know, there, there's no way. This is insane. So I'm telling her, I'm like, don't worry, Daddy's not going to get arrested. You know, I've done nothing wrong. You know, don't worry about it. And then they arrest me. None of the officers had masks on. None of them had gloves on. And they're in my face, handcuffing me. They're they're touching me. Sheriff from the beach. But sheriff boat's coming now. Could this be the first arrest made for surfing? <laughs> High speed pursuit. High speed pursuit. Uh oh, sheriff boat. Uh oh, he's screwed. Now he's got this guy. This guy's coming in. Let's see the highway pursuit. Oh my God! Look at this. <laughs> he cut him off. Throw the throw the tax down. Pop the tires. I'm a good citizen. Ain't breaking no law. Ain't selling no drugs. I'm just preaching the word of God. And look at all these police car here. This is America, private property of a church. Yes, sir. I got I got I got a letter from my lawyer too. You want you want to read my letter from my lawyer? Okay, I'm good. Are you getting a order from the government? Yeah. Your your rights are suspended. Your rights are suspended. No, our right don't come from authority. We're talking about the constitutional law, the first, second amendment, the U.S. constitution that was given to us by our forefather. Pre Tate Reed can't give it, take it away. Mayor Eric Simmons can't take it away, nor the police officers. Can be suspended. They can't. You are in violation of the executive order, okay? You cannot gather and protest. You are in a state of emergency. You cannot gather and protest. Okay. What, what all right. All right. Hey, listen, listen, listen. All right, all right. I'm not answering questions. I'm here to tell you. As of right now, you put me in a situation where I gotta make a move one way or the other, okay? These officers are just doing their job okay. and I'm just doing my God bless America! I know it was long, but I think it pretty much says it all. Let's talk about this. This is Gene and you're listening to Dumbasses Talking Politics. <laughs> Hey, hey, it's Gene. Here we go. So let's talk about tyranny, because that's a lot of fun. 
we got to talk about tyranny. There have been a lot of questions about whether or not politicians were going to take the Wuhan virus crisis and try to change our way of life. And it looks like we're getting answers in the last few weeks. This could not be as obvious as it is in Michigan. Government, uh, Governor Gretchen Wilmer has put in place an order enforcing a stay-at-home enforcing her stay-at-home mandates during this outbreak. Now, normally I would not say much about this. I mean, maybe the government. I look at Gavin Newsom and I think, okay, Gavin Newsom is worried. He hasn't mandated much of anything. Uh, We should be social distancing. That's a reality. We should be wearing masks. That's considerate. And we should be staying in as much as possible. I mean, going out for the essentials. Uh, The problem is Whitmar has taken this to a different level. And let's look at some of the things that she has banned. She's banned social gatherings of any kind and enforces this with fines and arrests. This includes religious services. She has banned travel of any kind, even within the state. Uh, If someone decides that they want to go to their secondary house in southern Michigan or by the lake, they can't do that. And if they're caught, they will be fined, possibly arrested if they throw an absolute fit. Uh, She has banned all non-essential surgeries, which includes heart surgery and joint replacement surgeries. Well, here's the big problem I have with this one. She doesn't define what is considered non-essential. I may be wild and crazy, but a heart surgery seems like that might be an essential surgery. You know, so that you can like stand up and walk somewhere without having a heart attack. And what about uh, non-essential surgeries like joint replacement surgeries? I understand if you don't want to get if you want to get your boobs done and okay, you have to wait a few months. But joint replacement, this is when you. It's so painful you can't even walk. Half the reason you have a joint replacement surgery, specifically a knee surgery or a carpal surgery for carpal tunnel syndrome, you can't function without that type of surgery. But we need to really look at what she considers non-essential. And that's where things get really, really kind of heavy. She has ordered that stores must rope rope off parts of stores and even remove items that she considers non-essential. What does she consider non-essential? Paint, flooring, plants, and seeds. Really? That's what you consider non-essential. I would think, to be honest with you, with a food with a looming food shortage, or at least that's what they say. I don't think we're in a food shortage. But everybody else is saying it. The last thing you want to eliminate is the purchasing of seeds for plants like tomatoes, onions, um, fruit. Don't eliminate those. Let these people grow these. But no, she wants to eliminate that. And I'm assuming that includes plant supplies or tools. Tools? What else has she banned? Gun stores. Gun stores are not considered essential. 
so gun stores need to close. Now, honestly, this might be okay, except she allows a lot of things that are just like, just, I, I don't want to separate my sentences with like, so let me, she does allow certain things that are kind of iffy. For example, she allows the selling of pot. She thinks that selling of recreational drugs, that's an okay thing. She allows the selling of alcohol. Liquor stores are not susceptible to this ban. Now, I guess those are essential. I mean, I've been, I've been drinking. I've talked to a, 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 an a, um, a work, a, someone I worked with, and she was put on furlough, and she's been drinking a lot. She's gained a lot of weight, and she said she had to actually stop drinking. Maybe that's to get us through this. But here's the problem. What would get us through this? Maybe not drugs and alcohol. Maybe the best thing that would get us through this is, I don't know, a hobby? Something we can do? Maybe working in a garden in our backyard? Maybe carving, which is what I do. And by the way, uh, okay, I'm going to sell this anyway. Yeah, visit my YouTube channel and watch my carving and conversation. It has nothing to do with politics. There are things you can do outside of getting yourself stoned to the point that you can't even function. But the government doesn't want you doing that. How about this? An exemption for travel. There is no travel, except if you're a government employee. Then you can travel wherever you want. Hmm. Remember this, because I'm going to bring up something that uh, uh, Huxley brought up back in the 1920s in his book, Brave New World. Oh, and here's one thing. Abortion is considered an essential, uh, essential um, surgery in Michigan. Oh, we're definitely going to get into that. Here's the thing. Adolis Huxley said that there are going to be several things that are going to happen in our world. One of them, they're going to ban everything. But the other thing they're going to do is they're going to allow certain things to control the population. Drugs is one. In Brave New World, the drug of choice was called Soma. And it made you high. It made you calm. The problem is the Democrats are using drugs that don't make people, they make people a lot really high. They don't make people calm. The other problems we're having in the world today is we have overdoses, addictions. We have um, domestic violence, all caused mostly through drugs and alcohol. Why are you allowing that, but you're dismissing things that would... The other uh, next week, I have to go. I have to buy a saw for my carving. Am I going to be able to buy that in Michigan? No. In in my place right now, I've had to make it more livable because I'm not here eight hours a day anymore. I am now here twenty four hours a day. That requires tools to do things with my place that make it more livable, more comfortable. But if I can't buy paint. I can't buy flooring. 
I can't buy seeds so I can grow plants outside. I can't buy plants to make things nicer. What's going on? Now, the abortion thing really bothers me. And you would think, okay, well, Huxley, 1920s, not a lot of abortion. Where does abortion come from? What Huxley basically said in his book was there was eugenics. Eugenics was population control. That abortion should be allowed. That populations should be taken care of. And the one way you take care of it is to eliminate the baby in one way or the other, whether it's pre-birth or after birth. And in Brave New World, they did that. If you've never read Brave New World, please read it, because in Brave New World, pe people were not born. People were grown. And it's very disturbing to think that, hey, we should be able to go kill a baby in the womb because the baby in the womb is an essential surgery. This is what Whitmar said, quote, a woman's health care, her whole future, her ability to decide if and when she starts a family is not an election. It is a fundamental to her life. It is life-sustaining, and it's something that government should not get in the middle of. But meanwhile, my heart surgery that makes it that I can actually get out of bed and move, that's not life-sustaining. Meanwhile, my knee replacement that allows me to go out and take a walk and exercise is not life-sustaining. And that video, that audio that I played for you in the introduction, it's really important because that uh, the video shows you things that were from the books like Orwell's 1984 and Huxley's Brave New World. People were watching the ship, the, the actual um, hospital ship, come in. They were watching it, and there were drones with speakers on them telling them that they are drones and they need to social distance. Isn't that scary? One of the things I didn't talk about, because they didn't seem that important was gun shops were forced to close. In California, Los Angeles specifically, they've been forced to close. Michigan, they've been forced to close. But meanwhile, they're releasing criminals from the prisons because of COVID-19. They don't want these prisoners to catch COVID-19. Now, I don't know about anyone else. I'm crueler than the average human being, but I don't really care if a prisoner catches COVID-19, okay? So he gets sick for a couple of weeks. And again, we're talking about statistics, which aren't working. That says about 1% of the people that actually catch COVID-19 actually die. And it's probably less than that. We don't know. The denominator and numerator for COVID-19 infections versus death are just not right. We just don't know. But meanwhile, you want to release murderers and rapists that are committing crimes, but you want to stop the regular citizen from protecting themselves. Interesting, huh? Here's the thing. With the left, 
Criminals control the population. If I'm afraid to walk out of my house, then they've won. The criminals have won. And the government has won because they don't want me walking out of my house. What are the reasons is it for me to be self-quarantined? Control the society. Meanwhile, that's not the only thing. A cop was arrested for playing catch with his daughter, his six-year-old daughter at an empty park. Get her out of the house. Let her play. They didn't just fine him. They gave him a ticket. They arrested, I'm sorry, they arrested him. Handcuffs in front of his six-year-old daughter. An Easter prayer service on church grounds was broken up by the police because it was considered a non-essential gathering spot. Meanwhile, the people were not outside of their cars. There was social distancing. It was the cops that were creating the COVID-19 problem. If any of those cops who were walking up to cars and handing tickets out had COVID-19, then those people actually caught it. Well, I got news to you. The people in Michigan, they saw the crap. And they dealt with it the best way they absolutely could and the way that we should be dealing with it. They started the op, the op, the protest called Operation Gridlock. This was basically thousands of people in their cars driving around the Michigan Capitol building, blasting their horns. The message was clear. And if I had gotten at least one soundbite off of YouTube, I would have played it, but I couldn't find it. I found tons of soundbites. The cure cannot be worse than the disease. And they are willing, or we are willing to risk our lives against this virus to reopen this country and salvage our freedom. That seems to be disappearing every time, every day that we stay within doors. So how did government Whitmer respond to the protest? by saying she may have to put more restrictions on it that these people were infecting each other, which is an absolutely asinine statement. But Michigan isn't the only state that's throwing a fit about this whole thing. In California, Los Angeles is having trouble keeping people away from skate parks, parks in Venice Beach. And we have the same thing in Vista, California, which is northern, which is uh, North County in San Diego. The skate parks are are locked down, but there are always people skating in there. Now, I understand that not being allowed to go to school doesn't mean that you should be running to a skate park. Uh, they should be closed. Kids should be staying inside, but they aren't. That's a parental problem. That's not a problem with the state. But the city of Los Angeles decided to fill the skate park with sand essentially making it unusable. This is, I mean, really? Who's going to clean that up when this whole thing is done? Oh, well, I can tell you who the taxpayers of California and Los Angeles. How about this? You just, I, is it really necessary? If these people want to risk their health, let them risk their health. 
Darwin will take care of the idiots that decide to ignore all this whole, this whole thing. But here's the thing. California doesn't have the infection rate everyone else does. Are we really ignoring anything? In New York, Mayor Bill de Blasio, who is already a communist tyrant, and I mean that literally, released this absolutely chilling message. New Yorkers, you have been extraordinary at social distancing. And let me tell you, it has taken every fiber of our beings to figure out how to do this because we're warm, emotional people. We're used to being close to each other. We're used to being packed in the subway cars and we've had to do the exact opposite and figure out how to keep distance. It's not natural for us. It's not normal for us, but you've done it. You've done an amazing job. Now look, Thank you, everyone who's done it the right way. But we still know there's some people who need to get the message. And that means sometimes making sure the enforcement is there to educate people and make clear we got to have social distancing. So now it is easier than ever when you see a crowd, when you see a line that's not distanced, when you see a supermarket that's too crowded, anything, you can report it right away so we can get help there to fix the problem. And now it's as simple as taking a photo. All you got to do is take the photo and put the location with it, and bang, send a photo like this, and we will make sure that enforcement comes right away. Text the photo to 311-692, and action will ensue. Enforcement will come to get the help we need, or you can use the 311 app, send that photo there, and you'll make sure immediately there's follow-up. Look, this is important. I want to keep reminding people, it's about saving lives. Sending that photo in is going to help make sure that people are kept apart and that's going to stop the disease from spreading and that's going to save lives. All Comrade de Blasio needs is a couple of brown shirts and a, uh, a cattle car connected to a train to take these people to re-education camp. Uh, my God, enforcement, re-education, education. Because they won't be obedient to the government? All we need is... This is just... This is terrible. But that's what these people are like. Nancy Pelosi keeps screaming about how terrible the people are for not... And she's hiding away in her castle in Napa Valley with a couple hundred pounds of ice cream in her freaking... Her icebox that has more cubic feet than my apartment. This is disgusting. Here's the good news. Americans know about what we had to do. The lives that were lost in order to gain and keep our freedom. We won't tolerate our government overstepping its bounds and trying to take our freedoms away. This should also make Democrats... This should also make Democrats happy. Because Donald Trump has proven he's not a fascist. He used the Defense Production Act power to the minimum. I believe it was like four companies he used it. And from what we've heard, and he has never declared martial law, mandated anything. He's only offered suggestions. He's taken power away. He has not taken power away from state and local governments and wants to end this garbage as soon as possible so people can get along with their lives. Democrats are the ones that are looking like fascists. They want to control business. 
They want to control what people do. They want to control what people have access to. They want to control what people see and hear. And you know what? It's looking like people are seeing this. Donald Trump's approval rating is up to 52%. They're going to get killed in the next election. Here's the thing, and this is where we need to watch next. Democrats want to control the next election. And you can hear them left and right. They want to actually manipulate the next election. And their plans have already been implemented in California. There's a reason there are no Republicans in California. It's not because there aren't Republicans in California. It's because California politicians have controlled how voting occurs in California. And that's going to be the next step. Here's a newsflash. Joe Biden has a snowball in hell's chance of winning unless the Democrats can do something about it. Mail-in ballots, ballot harvesting, things like that, that's their next step. We're going to talk about that in a later podcast. We're already going long, but I'm going to keep going long. So let's move on to the next part. Um, the stupid montage of the week comes from Grabian. Uh, and this is an awesome montage. And it's about how the media reacted to the suspension of funds for the World Health Organization. Now, I do want to point something out. This is a suspension of funds. This is not a permanent elimination of funds to the World Health Organization. So just listen. And by the way, this is enough reason right off the bat never to listen to freaking celebrities because they're idiots. They don't understand anything. But hey, let's go. Let's listen to the celebrities, the media and politicians about it. He's defunding the World Health Organization during a global pandemic. Brilliant. It's like when your house is engulfed in flames, first thing you do, burn down the fire department. Defunding at WHO in the middle of a pandemic is like pulling the plug on firefighters in the aftermath of 9-11. It's like shooting at an ambulance because you don't like how quickly it responded to its first call when you still have patients uh, lying out in the street, bleeding, needing responses. Stopping funding to an organization that handles pandemics in the middle of a pandemic is like slashing your own tires because you're mad you woke up late for work. One would think that this would be cutting off your nose to spite your face. Defunding the World Health Organization in the middle of a pandemic is about like me refusing emergency trauma care to a teenager in a car crash because a police officer told me that he was texting and driving. It's the same reason you don't give your Uber driver one star during the ride. You do that shit after you're safe at home, not while you're doing 90 on the freeway. One star? Huh? One star? I'll show you one star, mother... Are these guys freaking serious? And notice, they still use the German accents like Trump is some sort of Nazi because the World Health Organization effed this up from day one. 95% of this mess could have been avoided if China had sat back and been honest with the WHO and the WHO decided to be critical of China. They didn't. It's garbage. 
But, you know, media keeps going. Uh, Stephen Colbert, Jimmy Kimmel, and Jimmy Fallon, the uh, the geniuses of late night, are holding a one-world online special to raise funds for, you guessed it, the World Health Organization. Uh, It's just, it's so sad. Now, I've already complained about the WHO. It was their incompetence in promoting of the Chinese propaganda that caused this mess. Again, it could have been just eliminated right off the bat. But China hit it, and the WHO threw curtains in front of this mess. And now other countries. And by the way, China increased their death toll by twice as much. Instead of 3,000 dead, they're saying 6,000 dead. No, there's not 6,000 dead in China. There's probably 50 to 60,000 dead in China. Because they lie. They've been lying. That's, again, another podcast that's coming really soon. I need to hear a little bit more before I bring this up. But it won't be long. The World Health Organization needs to be concerned about the world's health. And not Chinese uh, politics. Why the United States is paying these people $500 million a year, whereas China is paying them thirty to $40 million a year, I, I don't get. Because they're not propagating. Well, I do get it. And I told you that in a previous podcast. Here's the thing. The World Health Organization wants the money to come from the United States. They need to fire all their leadership and start over. They need to give a damn about the world and stop worrying about China. Because that's all they care about. And by the way, just now, the World Health Organization has just said the opening of wet markets is a good thing. We should open wet wet markets as long as they adhere to the cleanliness that they've been promoting. In other words, your bats, your snakes, your dogs... They should be sufficiently clean before you buy them to eat. What the hell are they talking about? And I'm not a freaking racist for sitting back and saying you shouldn't be eating a dog. You shouldn't be eating a bat. You shouldn't be eating a snake. Sorry, not a racist. And I'm not a racist for sitting back and saying that China started this whole damn thing. Not Wuhan. China. Their government. This whole thing could have been ended. When are we going to learn SARS, bird flu, swine flu, now uh, the Wuhan virus or coronavirus, uh, COVID-19, whatever you want to call it. This is a Chinese virus. It needs to be handled. China has some splaining to do. And I really don't think I'm a racist because I think they should explain how this happened and they should pay for it. And they should pay for it to the world, not just the United States. Now, one of the things we haven't talked a lot about is toilet paper. And because toilet paper and hand sanitizer and paper towels and dried soups and canned goods and all that stuff has been hoarded by a bunch of jerk-offs that really don't need that number of product in order to survive this month, month and a half of quarantine that we're in. Well, some idiot in Australia bought a ton of crap. 
And he realized that, oh, hey, you know something? I don't need all this crap. So he tried to go to Drake's grocery store and return it. John Paul Drake, who was a manager at the grocery store, and listening to his name, I'm assuming he was probably co-owner or at least the son of the owner, released the following story on video. I don't know if it was Instagram or whatever, but it was definitely on Twitter. He said, quote, I had a I had my first customer yesterday who said he wanted to get a refund on 150 packets of 32-pack toilet paper and 150 units of one liter sanitizer. I told him, and he shows the middle finger, that. That is the sort of person that is causing problems in this in the whole country. Good for him. It went viral. And that's it. You need 32 packs of, or I'm sorry, 150 packs of 32 rolls of toilet paper. You got a problem. It's probably called malaria or whatever it is. You got a serious issue. He should be able to, 150 units of hand sanitizer. Do you know how many rolls of toilet paper I've gone through in the last month? One. I have eight, nine rolls left. I could go at that pace. I could go a year with the toilet paper I actually have. I have two rolls of paper towels. I didn't buy any more paper towels. That's what I had before this whole thing started. Do you know what I did? I went wild and crazy. I bought rags. Started cleaning everything with rags. Now, I know a lot of people sit back and say, well, that's not real sanitary. Well, yeah, that's why I use a crap load of 409 with bleach. And then I wash my stuff. I It's, it's, as far as I'm concerned, John Paul Drake is an American hero, even though he's from Southern Austria, Australia. Good for him. And every idiot that walks into a store, that store with wanting to return 200 rolls of toilet paper, they should be given the double bird. Not just flipped off, but the double bird. Because that's just wrong. It's immoral, the hoarding that's been going on. Immoral. And I think it's time to end this whole garbage. So, before I before I get to our closing, I, I do want to get away the commercial crap. You can follow me on Twitter at RunninFool, R-U-N-N-I-N-F-E-W-L. You can listen or download this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Podcast Addict, and YouTube. You can view all video, audio, and any graphics that I have, plus all of the links at www.dumbassestalkingpolitics.com in my show notes. And now our closing song. I've made a decision. I am going to, my closing, the closing song for this show is going to be things that I actually like. Not just that, uh, that kind of ick closing that I used to do. And especially since I've done uh, Bonicelli, Bocelli's closings, songs as closing, it's time to go for something else. So I found something else that was really nice and I love it. But there is a backstory. So let's go with the backstory. I took a DNA test from Ancestry and made a rather shocking discovery. From this point, I always thought I was really German. I had a lot of Mexican in there, maybe some Spanish. 
but I made a shocking discovery that I'm 50% Irish, Scottish, British. So I'm about as white as you can get. And I had a lot of Baltic in me, very little Hispanic. But 40% of me was Irish. They even know I was so Irish. They even know the town I came from. And by the way, in Ancestry, because I do follow my genealogy, Ancestry actually hooked me up with someone who still lives in the town and we are actually having conversations. That's pretty awesome. So there's one up for Ancestry. I think I always knew that I was kind of Irish. Oh, by the way, let's let's stick, take a step further. I told my dad, you know, I've got like 50% Irish, British, and um, uh, Scottish. And I've got like almost 15% French. Everything else is Baltic with a little bit of Mexican thrown in. And he said, no, well, your grandmother. And I asked him, what's the story? Did mom had an affair? What's going on? He said, no, your grandmother wasn't really German. Okay, that threw it right off the bat. And that explains a lot. I have a lot of Russian in me, which explains the Baltic. But I digress. I'm going way in. But I've always been partial to American Celtic punk. One of my favorite bands is the Dropkick Murphys. Uh, This is a band from Boston, and they're actually more of a club band than anything else. My favorite song might sound familiar. It's from the movie called The Departed, and that's a movie about the Irish mob in Boston. Now, I'm not from Boston. I'm from Chicago, and Chicago has obviously a different type of mob. They've got the mafia, the Italians. But my Irish grandmother is from Boston, which is good enough. And I'm happy about it. Let's listen to I'm Shipping Off to Boston by the Dropkick Murphys. (coughs) (coughs) And by the way, and that's not COVID-19, the only song in the world that I like that actually has a banjo and xylophones. This is the only song with those instruments that sounds cool. Folks, you have a great weekend. You have a great week. This is Jim, and you're listening to Dumbass Talking Politics.